0: San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by A.A. Best Bail Bonds 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com
1: it is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. Our A.A. Best Bail Bonds big game coverage brought to you in part by Texas Cheer Liquor. He is Joe Engel. I'm Jason Minix. It's always fun on Radio Row. We catch up with a lot, of, a lot of former players. Solomon Wilcox, I feel like I see you every year on Radio <laughs> right Row. And a couple of times throughout the year as you do phoners, it's great to be doing this in person again.
0: Yeah, Jason, nice to be with you today. And, of course, I brought some good friends with me, Dr. Brian Cole. So we we have a good time every single year uh, coming onto Radio Row. We get to talk about new innovative treatments, but we also get to talk about one of the biggest games of the year, and of course, that's the Super Bowl.
1: Absolutely. Now I got to ask though. You always travel with doctors. You're always with people smarter than everybody else. Okay?
0: My, my, my parents taught me well. Hang out, pick your friends wisely, and make sure they're smarter than you. Well, well, Doc, tell us a little bit about what you're doing because, you know, you work with a lot of professional athletes. But what about guys like me? I mean,
2: we, aches and pains. We still think we're athletes, but we're not, and we get aches and pains. you got something new that you're working on. Will you tell us about it? Sure, I do. And um, you're right. It isn't for the uh, everyday high-level athlete necessarily. It is for that person. But there's 12 million visits a year for people who have knee, fit, knee pain, and half of those people have cartilage problems. So what you probably know is cartilage what lines the ends of your bones, right? Right. right. It's what keeps you pain-free. It allows you to, to, to participate. You may not be a high-level athlete, but I'm sure you're very active. Still, you're taking care of. Yourself, and I bet. Sure. Sometime, I bet there's a time <laughs> you keep telling me about the potato chips. I know. But they're unopened. Uh, uh, they're uh, unopened. Uh, uh, you know, they do make a, a, third a bag. They, do, they do make a light version. <laughs> a light version. Okay. Um, so, but but uh, so cartilage problems are very very common, and these often happen in people who would be considered either uh, too young for a replacement mm-hmm. or uh, their disease isn't advanced enough, so they live in that between zone where I can tell you. When I first came in practice, we didn't have an option for them. So uh. this technology called Macy is basically where we do an arthroscopic procedure. That's where we look inside the knee We're using a small camera, take a small piece of cartilage. We then send it to a laboratory with a company that's called Vericel, and they grow the cartilage. It comes back on a collagen membrane, and much like you know patchwork. If you have you know you have a, a field or a turf where the, there's a piece of sod missing, it's replacing the damaged area with your own cartilage cells. I mean, you, you when you hear it. I bet you think, well, that sounds like something that we should have had all along. But the reality is this is the last uh, uh, approved procedure by the FDA going back to 1994. We haven't had a single technology that's been approved for human use since 1994. And there's been thousands of these procedures performed. But what is new is that now it used to be in this liquid form, but this Macy, which is where we take the cells, put it on a collagen membrane, literally comes back like a graft, and it's a cartilage transplant. So not necessarily for bone-on-bone arthritis, but for people who suffer from cartilage injuries, including people in the NFL, as you can imagine, how common cartilage injuries are there. That
1: Absolutely. Dr. Wow. Brian Cole, orthopedic doctor, Bulls team doctor, White Sox team doctor, you, you, you know about a lot of knees and, <laughs> and dealing with a lot of, lot of other injuries from professional athletes. Now, Sally, you hey, uh, we're talking about a Super Bowl team that you played for. yeah. None of us saw the Cincinnati Bengals being in the Super Bowl this year. I know you do a Bengals podcast. Yeah. I'm guessing in August and September you didn't think you'd be talking about the Bengals in February.
0: No, we did. We didn't think they'd be um, Super Bowl worthy, but we did think this is a team that had a shot to make the playoffs, that if the everything sort of fell into place, that we could find uh, this team playing in the postseason. We saw this team grow um, over the course of a season. We saw the confidence develop. We also saw them lose to teams like the Chicago Bears <laughs> and the New York Jets along the way. And Stum- the Brown- Jets and yeah. Browns back-to-back and, and, weeks. And stumble and fail against some lesser opponents. Um, but what we notice is that the team never hung its head. They continued to have a great deal of confidence. There was a lot of finger-pointing uh, when the losses kind of reared their ugly head. And I think uh, with a special quarterback like Joe Burrow, he was the rudder. It kind of kept this team pointing in the right direction, always saying the positive things. And we just saw the team continuing to get better and continuing to develop. And then they started winning some big games against great opponents. And uh, it just seemed to crescendo to a much higher level each and every week. You know, Solomon, i got to ask you specifically about Joe Burrow because a lot of people are comparing him to Joe Namath. Just kind of that 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 swagger, that confidence. Do you see that in in a way? And and is it too much at times, or do you think it's just right? Well, tell you right now, I've been around Joe Namath. You go into the room with Joe Namath and you say, "I get it." <laughs> <laughs> the guy oozes charisma and is one hundred percent confident. Never had any doubt. But you like Joe Namath, yeah? Anybody's ever been around Joe Namath, you like him. Like usually, the cocky guy. Nobody likes him, even if he's the best (laughs) athlete. Like, ah, you know, I'll play with him, but I don't like him, right? But Joe Namath is a kind of guy. You love him. You could see, you could see why he won. You could see why he's a legend. Mm -hmm. And uh, the same way with Joe Burrow. You know, when he won the Heisman Trophy and he stood there um, and talked about his hometown and talked about how this represented many of the people where he came from, you could kind of see that he's that servant leader. He's a guy that really has never lost his sense of place. It's really not about him, and it's about how he wants to lift others around him. I, I think we all can get behind sure. that. And I think that's what his teammates recognize in him, and I think the the franchise is fortunate, right, to the year when you have a first overall pick that that player is standing there. Yeah. Because there has been many years you could have that first overall pick and you're looking for a Joe Burrow and you don't see him. <laughs> and you got to take someone else, yeah, right, Yeah, and live with what you got. Um the planets align, and they end up getting
1: the right guy. Solomon Wilcox joining us here on Radio Row in Los Angeles. An analyst now played for the Bengals. Ryan Engel, for whatever reason, is a Tennessee Titans fan. And he'll get into it. It was all their fan anymore. <laughs> they sacked Joe Burrow nine times. They did. Yeah. I, I, I look at this Rams defensive line, mm-hmm. and you know they are preparing to feast yeah. on that Bengals. How, how does Cincinnati win this game?
0: First of all, I'm sure Jeffrey Simmons is somewhere saying, how did they win that game? <laughs> yeah. He lived in the Bengals' backfield, did he not? He yeah. did. He was phenomenal. There's no way that guy – he should have made a Pro Bowl, should have been at least first, second team, all pro. He's a phenomenal player. and But I – Listen, Aaron Donald is going to be even more formidable, right? Yeah. And you throw Leonard Floyd and Von uh, Miller, who's already a um, Super Bowl MVP himself. Mm-hmm. And so we ask ourselves, how are they going to overcome it? How are how uh, the Bengals are going to be able to handle that? Here's what you have to understand. You can negate a great pass rush. Last I checked, the rules work against you. You can't hit the quarterback if he's not holding the ball. Right? Mm -hmm. So if he gets rid of it, they can't hit him. Fair statement? statement. That's factual, right? Quick passing game. You got to go up Temple. Go back to the 1985 Chicago Bears, one of the greatest defenses we've ever seen. Who beat them? It was a quarterback by the name of Dan Marino. Mm -hmm. Quick passing game. Receivers get open quick. Ball out quick. And yards after the catch. There's a way to negate great pass rush. Now you just have to go out and execute it down in and down out, Solomon, let me ask you this: when you played football, what what was the best thing about being a part of a team and, and, and you know a squad and, and being there with your brothers and, and yeah. what was the best part of all of that? Good question. Um, I could tell you right now, winning a football game is really hard in the NFL. Yeah. you know you can play basketball. You can play baseball. They play series, right? Um, best three out of five, best four out of seven. Um, and those laws of averages, the better team is typically going to win. But on any given day, you don't have to beat a better team. Just got to be the best, the best executing team on that one day. So David truly can beat Goliath in if it's a one-shot deal. Right, it's like the bully on the schoolyard. You better get your one shot in then run.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, it only you only got to just do it that one day, and that's what I loved about playing football. That's what it was about. When you go to work every day in practice, you're just trying to figure out a pathway to victory, and it's just like life. We just got. I just got to be good today. I just need to be successful today. That builds even more confidence in the next day. And then we call that momentum. Mm-hmm. And momentum is, is a wonderful thing. Sure is. Not just in sports, but in life as well. And so that, that it teaches you that. I mean, team sports, playing in the NFL, it teaches you how to win when in life. And at the end of the day, uh, those principles, I think, still hold true.
1: Outstanding. So before we let you go, because we're up against the time wall, what are your thoughts on Lovie Smith getting the Houston Texans head coaching job? <sighs> you know, we heard for weeks that it was going to go – Mm-hmm. to Josh McCown, right? right exactly. Right. And uh, <laughs> the Houston
0: Texans, are, it's just a strange outfit in terms of the way things sort of evolved there. A lot of Machiavellian characters working behind the scenes. And, you know, last year this time they were looking for a new head coach. They hired David Culley. We kind of thought... You know, weighted with beta breath. How is this going to work out? Now we know. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't really run the team. There was other elements behind the scenes pulling some levers, and they paid him twenty million dollars to go away. Yeah, yeah. because he wanted
1: yeah. he wanted control of the levers. Right? Where, where do we find that job? Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and so now you have to wonder: with this hire with Lovey Smith, are they going to let him run it? Are they going to, have to let him leverage his own talents and abilities? You know, opportunity is not just saying we're going to rubber stamp the hire. The real opportunity comes in allowing you to do the job, succeed or fail on your own merit. And what we have seen, right, from example with the Texans, that that's not what this head coaching job is about. It's about other people having some say-so. We saw it with Bill O'Brien. How do you trade DeAndre Hopkins for a fourth-round pick? We're still trying to figure yeah. that out. And, and Bill O'Brien didn't want to do that. He was like, no, I need this guy to help me win games. Yep. But it was some other guy in the front office that we don't hide behind some curtain, right, pulling the levers. And so you just have to wonder if if it's going to be Lovey making the decisions for team building, who we're signing, who we're drafting, who do I play. Um, That's what really head coaches do. That's why they're called the head coach.
1: (laughs) Yep. Right? (laughs) Exactly.
0: But uh, that role seems to take on different connotations and and different machinations with the Houston
1: Texans. Yeah, that's a uh – organization that is a dumpster fire. That is the definition. You said that, of I didn't start i <laughs> disagree. So we can say
0: that. I'm not Jason disagreeing. <laughs> yes, exactly. Dr.
2: Cole, you taking care of our friend, DeMar DeRozan? We are. Fortunately, he's, not, he's not needing my help these days, which is very, very good. That's a good and he's thing. He's an outstanding player. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah we miss him. He's a great guy.
1: Dr. Cole, Brian Cole, orthopedic specialist, doctor for the Bulls and the White Sox, Solomon Wilcox. Always good seeing you, my Thanks friend. Thanks for having Absolutely. us, guys. We really you appreciate so much. it. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Our A.A. Best Bail Bonds, Radio road coverage continues from Los Angeles. Coming up here on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM.